Hi everyone, welcome to Type Talks. Today we're here to talk about how do ESTJs experience emotions. And so I'll open up the floor. I, I have to say when I heard we were gonna talk about this, I did think it was a loaded question that maybe the real question was, do ESTJs have emotions? Because <laughs> I know this conversation with my, my husband who is an INFP is often that he's the emotional one and I am not, I'm the more thinking doing one. So I thought this maybe is this your way, Joyce, of asking if we actually have them, but uh, we do twist, plot twist. Um, and I think we actually have really deep emotions and the way that, um, but perhaps the way that we express them or how often we express them is either overwhelming or just less often. So I know for me, some of the strongest emotions I have can be um, getting worked up or upset and kind of, well, my husband would say yelling, but I would say loud talking. And um, so it, it's more getting worked up. Um, but I def and I definitely, when I get really upset, I can burst into tears and have a very loud conversation um, while crying as well. So I'd say they can be really loud emotions for me. Um, but I also definitely, when I'm really impacted by something, I go totally silent and I'm at a loss for words. And that's when I know I'm really upset because I'm rarely at a loss for words. So, um, usually my husband is aware of that too. He knows something's really up when I can't even speak about it. So that's more the, on the upset side. Um, but on the kind of the, the deep love sign, I tend to show, um, my, my love for someone, or, or even I would say kind of translate my emotion into, um, acts of service. I know there's the different types of ways of showing love that way. So acts of service is uh, my love type. I'm probably getting the name wrong, but so often um, when I'm not feeling comfortable about just talking about emotions, I do, I do show them through service. So that's a way of showing that I care for someone or love someone or respect them or whatever it might be. So it's, it's in that way. So those are just some examples of the um, emotions that I experience as an ESTJ. I, I really resonated with everything you said, Erin. I, I am intensely logical. Like my go-to place is logic. And I don't very naturally kind of tap into or show necessarily my emotions. When that changes tends to be when I am under stress. Like, like you were saying, Erin, when I'm experiencing some stress, I, I tend to go even more kind of task oriented, you know, focused. But when it gets kind of beyond that, I will just, yeah, burst into tears, like cry, yell. Um, it comes out in a very, in a very immature way, I would say. Um, and, and that's where um, I know I've found some of the research and information around type and stress and how it comes out really interesting and really insightful for me just to understand that that when i when i do get under stress the the kind of thinker the t almost switches off and the f comes out 
but not in a very sophisticated way. Um, so, you know, that, that's something that I feel like is always a development area for me is to better understand my own emotions and figure out how to demonstrate them kind of in a way that is helpful. Um, the other thing I'll say kind of about my experience being an ESTJ and, and emotions is that, um, I have found it really helpful to leverage friends, family, coworkers who are Fs to, to kind of tap into that perspective when I'm making decisions because they naturally go to, well, how is this decision going to impact people? Whereas to me, it's about, well, this makes logical sense, period, end of story. Um, and so that is a strategy I have used just kind of in the realm of kind of emotions and feeling, I would say, especially at work, where I will tap into my feeler coworkers and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about this project or this decision. Like, what, what do you think? And really what I'm saying is, what, what do you feel about that? I think in this realm, I have always struggled um, and I, I've learned actually, I think it's because truly to, to be very clear that up until I was 42 years old, I was just surrounded by mostly introverted feelers. And so I didn't have, I didn't even have the other side of the coin. And, um, I feel very strongly about this because I, I have learned the hard way about whether or not feeling good enough it has been something that I've I could ever really achieve. Now granted, I'm an ESTJ that's been through trauma. So I was put up for, you know, I was put in foster care system when I was 6 years old and so you just get to the point where you you get to the point where you do wonder if you're good enough. So my emotions tend to always come around, my negative ones tend to always come around when I don't feel like I'm being good enough, useful enough, if I haven't um, accomplished what I need to accomplish, or if I get, I can take, I actually can take constructive feedback because I would rather have, I'd rather hear it so that I can be better than not hear it. But um, I do resonate with going quiet. I will go quiet and mostly because I don't want to come off extremely harsh when I start speaking and I don't know how to always say it in a nice, it's very usually extremely direct, but ESTJs for as much as they, as everyone says, how we're thinkers, yes, we're thinkers, we're extroverted thinkers, we get things done, but we're really feelers too, because we deep, all we talk, all we talk about is our values. And so a lot of what we do in our life is aligned with our values and our feelings about things. And so now that I am, I'm almost my friends, I would say that I'm, there's almost been this idea that I'm in this midlife crisis at this point as um, a human and as an ESTJ. But what really has only happened to me is that I have made changes in my life that have brought in kind of other views and other ways of um, acting. Being around an extroverted feeler all the time is completely different 
it gives you a different flavor of life. It's not that it's like good or bad. It's just different. So for me, I've been able to actually express emotions a whole lot better in the last couple years than I could my, the 20 years prior. And one of the things that really helps me as an ESTJ is to always express gratitude. So in my relationship, there's a lot of gratitude that's expressed because for me, the access service, it's so easy to do as an ESTJ, but I'm finding that when you as an EST, I don't give out compliments very often. And I just really don't. And, and I have made the comment like, well, if I'm giving you a compliment, you should really, and I don't, I don't mean that in an egotistical way, but it's like, I'm hard on me. I'm, I'm just hard on life. And so if I am saying to you, you have done a, you have done a great job. I'm proud of you. I, to be honest with you, I have heard the comment so many times, Wendy, you would be proud of me. And, and I'm like, oh my goodness, do I give this impression? But, but my point is for me personally and my emotions, that's where I've been really able to grow because I tend to just look at what's going wrong all the time, what's going wrong. So and I get stressed out and my emotion, my emotions will come out in those situations. So if I make like a habit, a habit of gratitude, then most of the time uh, it's been help, helpful to me to process my own feelings. And I, I get in the habit too with my emotions of finding something that someone's doing right first, because then that always puts it levels the playing field. So I, there immediately doesn't have be a rise in emotions. Does that make sense? So if someone's going to, if someone comes, if I come to somebody and they think I'm going to come at them negatively and emotions start to rise on both ends, right? Uh, it's easier to diffuse it. If we're pointing out, out, if I'm pointing out, okay, this is what you're doing, right? It's just been good habits for me as an ESTJ to, established because emotions are mur like they're murky. Sometimes I'll cry and I'm like, why am I crying? I, I am weak. I mean, I'm sorry if I'm just going to be straight up honest, you know, if people really want to know how ESTJs are like, I will sit there and go, am, am I weak? Like, can I not handle this situation? Like I've been through so my SI kicks in. I'm like, I've been through so much bigger things in my life. Like, why am I sitting here? not being, because emotions are not productive to me. <laughs> it's like, go, 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 go. And then emotions. And it's like, er, done. Now you're just sitting and you're just stewing. And it seems to take a whole long time. And then I just have to wait patiently until I get to the other side. So anyway, that's how I deal with emotions. It's been, <laughs> I put different people in my life. I'm learning different things. And to be honest with you, my INFP ex-husband truly appreciates it because now we could communicate like better than we ever have in our lifetime. So um, that's how I personally handle emotions. I think I think emotions, they they can get very difficult. I believed it was a loaded question and almost a trick question for us. Yeah, I noticed that with the ESTJs and the ENTJs, they think that crying is a weakness for some of them. And I think it happens from like, emotions are not productive as Wendy was saying. 
emotions are not rational and, and you view yourself as a very rational person. So it's almost like this push and pull. Yeah. Um, well, I think the thing about emotions is ESTJs have the ability to basically turn off the emotions to get things done. And it's a hard push and pull when you do that because sometimes it's great because we can do the tough love. We can get the awful jobs done, you know, and we can get them done fast and we get them done over with and unpleasant things, you know, doesn't matter. We can power through, you know, and, and you know, it's a great skill to have to be able to turn it off. Um, but that doesn't, and the reason why we turn off the emotions is because we need that sense of closure of having gotten the stuff done. We need that sense of closure of having been productive through it. Um, and turning off your emotions, particularly if you're talking about something you don't want to be doing, is really helpful to get that stuff done. I mean, I don't like, I'm sorry, I don't, I can't cry and get stuff done as well at the same time. So it's just a lot easier just to turn off those emotions and get the stuff done and then I'll cry later. Um, or, or sometimes it's a matter of, you know, it's not just crying later. Sometimes it's a matter of, I, I'm not happy while doing the job, but I'm really happy when I'm done with it because I liked the job. I liked the results of the job. You know, we got this thing done and now I'm really happy that, you know, it was a job well done. You know, we, we did it well, you know, but a lot of times the emotions don't come till afterwards, but I wouldn't say we're not emotional people. I think it's just the difference is. We know how to turn it off in the middle of doing tasks. And then afterwards it comes back. Because I think we do, I mean, we experience the full range of uh, pleasure, happiness, joy, sorrow, frustration, you know, for doing things. It's just, we don't tend to acknowledge that part of ourselves while we're in the middle of doing something. And particularly if we're in the middle of doing something difficult or unpleasant, then we're really going to avo avoid all the emotions that come along with that because they're, they're incapacitating to getting it done. And we'd rather just have this thing done and over with. So we're going to turn those off for the moment. Um, I have worked uh, in McDonald's, uh, which is a service industry for years. I've always pretty much worked on service side, dealing with customers. And as much as I am trying to go fast and get my stuff done so I can hand you know the food to the customers as fast as possible, I still have to balance that sense of, okay, but we need to smile and I need to encourage my coworkers to, to, you know, that they did a good job. I need to, you know, uh, show concern if there's something wrong, but really those are learning to show emotions while I'm working at a furious pace is something that I had to learn to do, you know, and, and it wasn't a bad thing to learn to do. And it's still something I have to work on now. And it's definitely one of those things that it's easier to learn to work on to do if you have somebody who will help you with that, as in tell you, hey, you know, yeah, we're busy, but still say thanks, you know, smile while you're doing this, you know, these are the things, you know, and so it's very helpful. So it's not that we don't have emotions. Because I would say I experience a full range of emotion. I experience pleasure over getting things done or frustration over getting things done. I think it's just that I have a I have the great tendency when I'm in the middle of doing something, if it seems like it's work, of turning those off. Now, you know, that's not the same as like if I'm doing like, you know, if I'm playing a board game, you know, that's not really work. My emotions are allowed to flow through the board game, my frustration over a bad hand or my, you know, my joy over getting a good hand or, you know or whatever uh, a token well played, um, it, it, we have those emotions. I think 
it's just the, it's so easy to, for us to turn off the emotions that a lot of times we don't give grace to other people who can't do that while they're trying to get stuff done. And we don't know how to deal with that for other people. So that then becomes frustrating. And when we get frustrated, we turn off the emotions because we're, because we can't deal with it then um, because it stops us from getting our stuff done. And we so very much like getting stuff done that we're going to turn them off to get it done. And so it's, 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 an interesting balance point. And I it definitely one of those things I've come to realize afterwards going, you know what? I've embraced the side of myself where I turn off my emotions and get stuff done. I've learned to embrace that. I've learned to power through it. But then I've also learned to realize afterwards, it's really okay to um, let those emotions out. It's okay afterwards. You know, um, it really helps with other people. You know, if I'm, if I'm in the zone and I'm focused, then probably afterwards, when I come out of the zone, I need to stop, turn around and look at people in the eye and say, you know, thanks, or do you need help? Or, you know, like, you know, all, you know, be empathetic at that point when I literally can't be empathetic in the moment because I am too busy trying to deal with stuff. Um, and so it's just, uh, and it's okay to have random crying jags as much as it's crying may seem like a weakness you know, at times over things, but you know, it's also cathartic at times. And when you realize that crying can be cathartic, um, it can be really helpful. Um, but it's, uh, learning to deal with that. I I've just come full circle from realizing that I can turn my emotions off while doing something. And so then I need to compensate for that back full circle around to know this is a good thing. This is a really good skill I have. And that's a skill I can appreciate. I just have to be have some wisdom about how and when I use that skill. Cause, um, I'm a pretty much a happy all the time person. I'm the emotionally stable present one in the relationship with my INFP. He is the, uh, roller coaster of highs and lows of emotions. Um, and so, um, so I've also just learned like to watch for the own danger sense for myself because, um, I always had to laugh when they made you fill out the depression quizzes when you're pregnant. And I said, you know, if I'm ever circling like a three, y'all need to be freaking out because I don't, I don't get that way. You know, like if I'm, if I'm that really, you know, if that I'm, if that, I'm in that kind of emotional state, you know, even at a three, you need to be very concerned that something is seriously wrong. If I'm, you know, uh, if that's the case, you know, uh, because that's not my typical baseline. ESTJs are known for putting emotions into a box and then putting them to the side until a job gets done. And so, Amy, you put that really perfectly. And also, there's a correlation between extroversion and optimism as well. So Amy mentioned a bit of that, too. So, all right. Thank you, ESTJs, for coming out, discussing feelings. I know this was painful. I'm kidding. But yeah, I appreciate it nonetheless. And I'll see you all in the next episode.